peace and blessings to all of our listeners here on KITI City Radio, where the only thing softer than my chin is the K in our name. I'm your host, Steve Insmith, filling in for Gary Fazer for the foreseeable future. Let us slide right into what is, personally, to me, my favorite segment, in my opinion, within the show. It's time for Hey There, Steve, where listeners here in the city can send in thoughts and opinions to be read by me, your host, now and forever, Steve Insmith. Steve Insmith, your host. This listener has been all over the internet advocating for pretending to be people, a show that is near and dear to my heart. T. Badger writes, Hey there, Steve. Are your goods secured? Call Volta Nera Services for all your containment needs. Impenetrable biometrics, lead lining, Faraday cages, quantum field generation, temporal shift modulation. You name it and we can produce it. Sometimes right out of thin air. Servicing the greater Midwest, deep south, Pacific Rim, and Iceland. Ranging from inconspicuous handheld vault bags to massive subterranean bunker vaults, garage storage units integrated seamlessly into the landscape. All major credit cards accepted, as well as blood pack or essential salt consignment. Our product is not as fragile as glass. Don't be left unguarded. Entrust your reality shattering security needs to Volta Nera. Limited Liability Corporation, not responsible for any of the following. Hauntings, disintegration, mental breaks, second sight, time shifts, time loops, cryptid sighting, UFO activity, lycanthropy, robotic uprising, insect arachnid sentience, mesothelioma, opium haze, madness, diabetes, missing organs, spontaneous regeneration, or various other maladies. Mgep, mgantog, lafwe, liahe, ot niftgog. Soth Hanafen. <laughs> wow, yes, thank you for all of that. You too could write up something to be read on. Hey there, Steve. Just tag at PretendingPod on Twitter or in an Instagram story, or tag the show on Facebook, or write up a five star review and email us at pretendingpod at gmail.com. You can support us and keep this show on the air at patreon.com slash pretendingpod. There's a link in the show notes. If you can't support us financially, we would so deeply appreciate a review on the sinking ship of iTunes. Or tell a friend about the show. Or sell pretend to cow the snow. More bells attend and bow and go. I am pleased as punch, and I have a hunch you will stop, drop, and roll. For House Fire, by Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. Hi. My little friend is full of peanuts and jelly. They always are making good snack taste. Period. <laughs> I think we Question nailed it. Mark? All right. Welcome to pretending to be people. <laughs> I feel bad now. Yeah. Well, uh, that's Justin. Justin. Hi. Yeah. Justin's here for uh, this episode. We, uh, we've got Thomas here as well. Hi. And uh, things, are, uh, things are a bit off the rails here, part of this show. So uh, 
we're gonna see what happens okay so should we talk about the fact that this is the first time we've recorded like an actual playing session in uh nearly six months uh, i guess we should it's been nearly six months since we've recorded an actual session of us playing yeah the last thing that happened to us was the the events of episode 28 i think or 27 27 28 was the q a gotcha yeah um so we haven't recorded anything since late last year so we're getting we're getting back into it we're getting the, back in the swing of things this is the first time you'll hear an episode that we recorded recently yeah uh, so hence, hopefully hence our, all the uh, red dead redemption talk in the last <laughs> yeah hopefully our episode. references are more up to date from here on out but we're excited to be back uh the response to the podcast so far has been like overwhelming it's and made flattering. our knees weak yeah justin has it made your knees weak maybe Oh, well, it's it's made my knees <laughs> weak, Zach. No, no, ifs, ands, or maybe's about it. Maybe and all right. <laughs> no, but I think we should uh, hop right in. I think uh, we're at a pretty intense situation right now, so let's dive into it. John Lee Pettymore the fourth. This massive room reeks of blood and piss and other bodily fluids. The pervasive music, as well as the thunderous jeering and overall debaucherous crowd noises have died off, leaving only silence in this cavernous chamber. Looking down, you see the limp, lifeless body of Keith Vigna. His jaw is broken off and hanging loosely below a shattered cheekbone that has allowed one of his eyes to dangle gently off the side of his expressionless face, almost reaching the blood-soaked concrete floor. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so... Petty, Pennymore stifles um, some vomit <laughs> when he sees that, and he uh, he takes a moment and he says, uh, "Keith, I know we had our differences, but uh, you didn't deserve to have your jaw ripped off and your eye took out, uh, no matter what you did to my Smokies." And I close his remaining eye <laughs> and move on. <laughs> Across the room, you see an inert Clark Bishop slumped halfway out of his broken metal cage. One of the bars seems to have snapped off into Clark's sternum, and it's a real chest-specific Phineas Gage situation, what with the bar going in one side and clear out the other. The bar is kind of propping up Clark's corpse, which is staring across the room at you, cold and unblinking. Oh, Clark, (laughs) you're the only one of us worth a damn. I'm sorry, friend. Uh, The crowd that filled this room moments before has rushed out the only exit, the double doors on the same wall as the bar, but you see the last two bloodthirsty patrons trying to stealthily exit the room by creeping together along the wall. Justin, what does your fellow look like? Ooh, in my mind I have like weird, slightly overweight, but like just the belly, maybe he has like a little vest, like the penguin suit kind of thing going on. Absolutely. And uh, what did you say, like an ascot? Is that like the necktie? Ascot thing? seems good, yeah. Yeah, like an ascot and like a really ill-fitting suit that's like everything's just a little too tight. It, it looks very uncomfortable. Does it fit poorly or does it fit ill? Both. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, and yeah, like too tight Oh, that's pants. an ill-fitting suit, <laughs> dude. Tight. Bro. Sick. Fucking sick ass Lenar. pingu That's suit. too tight. Oh. <laughs> uh, and next to that guy is uh, a man dressed very, very similarly, who looks very similar. Uh, but the colors that he's wearing are inverted of yours. That's the way to do it. That's how twins do it. That's how twins do it. And we both have blood just 
pouring down our mouths onto our cheeks. Delicious. We're like licking at it as we're like sliding around the wall, like trying to get away, trying to just sneak past this one standing person. John Lee Pettymore points at them and he says, you hold it right there, you blood eating sons of bitches. Oh, and you've got Keith's tiny but powerful gun in your hand. Pointed right, the little <laughs> the noise of cricket pointed right at him. We're, I mean, I'm scared. I'm horrified. <laughs> Always horrified. No ma- Even without the gun, I would have been. Oh my. I want to oh. approach him and conk their heads together cartoonishly. <laughs> Upon doing so, the two uh, sit uh, cross-legged, <laughs> staring up at you. <laughs> My good sir, what do you want from us? We're just trying to leave. Leave what? What the hell is going on here? The greatest party that you've ever seen, have you not? It wasn't so great from the cages. Now, one good cop and one other man is dead. And I want some fucking answers. Why are we here? Why were you drinking our blood? What is this? Oh, how could you not be partaking in this delicious juice? Yes, do you want some? Come right down. There's plenty on the floor for all. I cock their heads together again. No! (laughs) (laughs) I don't want none of your damn people juice. I want answers. You best start talking immediately. Well, I mean, obviously, you're in Marvin Glass's den of sin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why why do you drink the blood? Oh, it, why wouldn't you? It's yes. delightful, life-giving powers. It tastes good, and it makes us feel better on the inside. I don't know why you're kink-shaming me here. It's fucking I'm rude. just wanting to drink some boy juice. Now listen. <laughs> John Lee Pettymore is a sexually awake creature. And he understands that the spectrum of of human pleasure is broad. But the second it becomes a problem is when you, without consent, start drinking mine and my partner's blood. Well, you guys seem to be useless people. You definitely whipped your dick out and tried to piss on me. Yes. It seemed like you were a willing participant. Now who's kink shaming? If you would like to do that again, please. Yes, we would quite enjoy it. I would actually like to pee all over you two right now, but my dick is broken. I don't think I could pee. Yeah. Okay, conk. (laughs) (laughs) How are you so blissfully unaware of everything that's happening here in the city? Well, I come from a town where uh, some pretty fucked up shit has been going on. Oh, you're not from here. Oh, he's not from here. No, I'm not from here. Rich, did you hear that? He's not from here. (laughs) Rich. It sounds like y'all want me to ask you what your names are. Well, it's awfully rude of you to clonk our heads so many times without asking us what our names are. All right, what are your names? Well, I am Rich. And I'm Richard. Nichols. Dick Nichols. Dick Nichols and Rich Nichols at your service. I conked their heads together. <laughs> All right, now that we've been properly introduced. What's your name? My name is none of your goddamn business. Where do you hail from, stranger that pisses on other strangers? Contention. That's a- <laughs> why, why do you... What's that evil laugh for? Oh, we all hear stories of contention. What have you heard? Oh, just that the police force there might be the most inept in all of the land. That that part might be true. I'm really... Why does Marvin Glass (laughs) hate you so much? That part, well, uh, because uh, 
took a bunch of his money and drugs. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. No, that's a rude thing to do. We didn't Marvin. know. Marvin. Um, well, okay, so I've, I mean, like, I found the drugs, right? I just found them sitting there, so I sold them. That's Finder's Keepers. I don't know why he can be so mad about that. I don't know. Were they his drugs? No, because somebody had stolen them from him. I don't follow. Well, so, like, there were two steps removed from Marvin. Also, it's drugs, man. Rich, does that seem enough steps removed for you? I'm very curious about this finder's keeper's rule you bring up. I tend to be a keeper's keeper's sort of man myself. I think Rich is agreeing with you. If you keep it, it's yours. (laughs) I didn't. I sold it. That's why Marvin's so mad. Keith, my dead friend. See the eyeball dude over there? Delectable. Erotic. Okay, I conk him. <laughs> Can we go now, please? <laughs> no. <laughs> you've got <laughs> you've got many conkins ahead of you yet, weird little fuckers. <sighs> okay, I see I can see you liked that, so <laughs> Listen, what the what do you two do in the city? Oh, we're security advisors. Oh, in the fact, best of the best, I would we say. We are brother. the best of the best. The best of the best, so much that the greatest man in the city, Marvin Glass, hired us to create the security for this entire denizen. Since all the, the denizens of this palace of horror and sin have fled and terror, many are dead, and the prisoners, me, have escaped. It doesn't seem like you are the best of the best. Hmm. Also, you're being held at gunpoint right now. Yeah, that's a fair point. So he makes a good point. Uh, how, yeah, she, does. how secure is this place? I guess not very secure. Can, can you protect us? Maybe. Please. Listen. Oh, pretty please, stranger. We, we know how to use the security system in this place, and we could get you out of here. And we may love watching death, but we are... How do you say, not into dying? All right, well, it's first of all, it's going to cost you. How much? Five million dollars. What? <laughs> That's such Ooh. a large number. Rich, do we have that much money? I don't think so, brother, <laughs> but I do wish so. Tell you what, if we... If wait, we... wait, hold, hold on. You guys got the contract to install security throughout this entire... Super villains lair. Yes, mm-hmm. you're dressed like millionaires with a bunch of other rich people, literally lapping up the blood of commoners. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you're not, you don't have money? No, we have no, money. Just it's not. Just, it's tied up. It's not liquid. It's, yeah, it's it's it's. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I happen to be a man of means myself. I might understand more than you think. Interesting. So you propose that. You kill us, and then you die here, or we help you escape, and you pay us lots of money. No. Hmm. No, that's not, that's not, you're not listening. I propose- I think we know exactly what's going on I propose here. that you pay me- For what? To not kill you. Oh, oh. no, go ahead. I don't care. Do you want to get out of here alive? We have the ability to make that happen. It's not a strong negotiating tactic to give up what you want. So I, I think I don't care either. Okay. Okay, I'm going to shoot you in the knee now. And then I shoot you in the knee. Oh, <laughs> no, brother. Oh, my. Can you see it? Conk. He's like licking at his knee. <laughs> I, I conk you so you can't lick your own blood. <laughs> oh, let me get in there, brother. Please, get that tongue inside me. 
Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My knee hurts. God damn. But we still can help you out of here if you're willing to part with some of your apparent money. No, I mean, I can probably get out. I'd help you guys not die, though. If you pay me, that's that's pretty much my offer. Okay, sounds mm. good. We'll give it to you later. Yes, we we pinky swear. Do you hold out your pinky, sir? No. But I hold out my butt. <laughs> we put our pinkies <laughs> in your in butt. Your butt. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. <laughs> we've sworn Gentlemen's now. We now we've sworn the old-fashioned way. <laughs> All right, five million dollars. That's what. <laughs> what that stinky finger promises <laughs> good lord man hearing a voice near clark bishop's shish kebobbed corpse you look over and see a hunched man wearing an old tattered robe with a hood that covers his face the voice is crackly and muttering something ancient and jaunty <laughs> a bright light begins to form under the hood that is obfuscating this being's face. As it reaches its hands into the light, the hood is drawn back, and this old man rips an unnaturally bright light out of his familiar face. A much older Clark Bishop takes his beaming hands and reaches deep into the chest of the Clark Bishop you've known before yanking out the bar and throwing his younger self's body over his shoulder. Before you can act, in a flash, the length of a blink, both Clark Bishops are gone. Roll sanity. 93. Woo! Go ahead and lose one. What's that put you at? 23. Woo! You were going down. Okay, and my, oh. break, my breaking point is 20. Oh my god, brother. That was so interesting that was one of the stranger things i've ever seen was that your what did your your man friend just disappeared with another man he's not my my man friend he's my friend man and again i think that an old man and a dead man can just both sneak out of here that they did. You're dog shit at your jobs, guys. The security here is non-existent. We've agreed that yes. maybe we could have done a little bit more. Maybe we would have made more money. That's true. Delicious money. Mm. Mm. Did you mention that you were from Contention? I did. <laughs> what you been hearing about Contention? Well, we do know one man from Contention. I heard tell he was a um. God, he was a, such a lush. He he came in. He was trying to get into the VIP section here one night. They just don't let anyone in there. No, and he was this dumb, small-looking man. I mean, he he was like balding and round and. I believe, uh, I can't, what was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, he said that he worked for the government. I was here. I was pretty lit, weren't we, Rich? <laughs> lit as always, my dear brother. And we were, I mean, just on the verge of it, right? And he starts talking about how he's been in a coma. Whoop-de-doo for him. 
And we were like, why does that mean that you should be in the VIP section? And he said that he was having visions while he was in this coma. And we said, yes, we have visions all the time. <laughs> What's your favorite vision that you've had? Oh, I couldn't say, brother. Not in front of a stranger. Com no, tell me. Completely agreed. They're too personal. And this man, I mean, he had the audacity to post about his visions online. Oh, online. It's like sharing your mind diary with the public. It's so absurd. And the government got a hold of it. And they sent some man named, oh, what was the name he kept saying? Agent... Victor, I Victor, believe? I think it was. It was so <laughs> odd. He said that this agent Victor paid him a visit, and he was the one who told him about the uh, mind-probing device that apparently <laughs> ISIS is using now to give people visions. So he said, claimed he hold, was now like hold, in hold the on. know. Hold on, ISIS? Yeah, yeah ISIS. Like, hmm. like ISIL? Like Daesh? Sure, whatever. Uh, I'm not much uh, for current events. <laughs> ISIS has mind control technology. Isn't that the worst news you've heard today? I just don't believe it. I don't know. I, I understand why you didn't let John Peters in your place. He, yeah, he like seems a like a raging man. lunatic. Yeah, that everyone from contention is. Okay, well, I, I shoot him <laughs> in the other knee. <laughs> Can we go now, please? My brother's leg is... is so hurt. I am in such deep pain. I'd love to take care of it for him outside of here. I love the pain. That's a conkin. <laughs> That's a conkin. That's a conkin. <clears throat> oh, that? That's a conkin. That's, that's just dang conkin, boy. Uh, Richard Nichols <laughs> stands up and... Uh, with the help of his his brother, he says, "Sir, we we must we must go now. Otherwise, I, the security will be here any moment, and we need to go through these double doors. It's the only way out." Are you gonna pay me not to kill you? We are absolutely going, going to, to pay, pay you. you. All right. Well, I, I feel like you're not, but uh, I don't want to get killed either. So if you can get me past the security here. Uh, let's let's get moving. But uh, I want to find some place, some things out about this place first. So you guys walk up through the double doors and into a long, wide hallway with tall ceilings. The floor, ceiling, and walls are made out of black marble, making depth perception difficult. Your eyes take a second to adjust, and you see at the end of the hallway is an elevator door. There are also two doors about ten yards away from you, one on each side of the hallway. Above the elevator is a dial that is slowly moving from the left to the right side. Oh no, oh my, oh god, the elevator, it's coming down here. It's coming down here, someone's on their way. This can't be good, brother. Oh no, 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 okay, okay, let's, um... You're, you're Richard, right? I'm Richard, and yes. You're, and you're Dick? Yes, but Nichols. Rich. Yes, no, I'm Dick, and Richard. And I'm also Rich and Dick. Dickard, okay. Dick, why don't why don't you look away real quick? Uh, okay, I execute yes. Richard. <laughs> Dick, I'm sorry, but your brother's a creep and a liability, and uh, unfortunately, I shot him in the knee to prove a point, but that just slowed him down. Uh, so that's why I had to shoot him just now. If you'd like to take a moment and lap up his blood before you run through one of these doors with me, I'd understand. Uh, brother, Dick. Blood, I need it now. I start lapping that bad boy up. Okay, okay, okay. All right, 
that's while, that's an, while sobbing uncontrollably. That's enough. That's enough. Let's go. We gotta go. <laughs> a little bit more of my brother's blood, please. I squirt a little bit from his knee into it. I just, mm. I just squeeze. Oh boy. I, okay, Dick. Can are like you ready? Blood fountain. <laughs> like you squeeze it up into. Yeah, it? like a blood Capri Sun. Oh, or like gosh. a hose when you like spurt it so it'll go into your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that hey? Is that enough for your brother's blood? I raise my blood-soaked face up, and I go, I think that has to do for now. All right, so I'm gonna take the price down to two point five. Fair is fair, and uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, I guess that will have to do. I'm still holding like the blood up to like the little spurt up to my mouth a little. bit. I conk him against his brother's <laughs> corpse head, and, <laughs> and I'm like, we do not Ow, have time. It hurts. Let's go, Dick. You guys don't have time. Do you go left or right? Left. All right. Wait, no, I mean, he. where do we go? Sorry. Um, I'm not super familiar with the map, but I'd say left is probably good. Oh, left then. God damn it. Did I kill the wrong brother? <laughs> you very well may have, my friend. <laughs> All right. Get us through the door. Let's go. There's a touchscreen next to the door, and Rich begins fumbling with it, and... Let's see if I remember properly. It was something like... And the door opens. Inside this door, you walk into a small, empty foyer that leads to four more doors. And uh, the door closes behind you. You've got one door on your left, two ahead of you, and one on your right. They are labeled Kevin, Francis, Charles, Rosemary. Oh, my God. What a potentially informative set of doors. <laughs> I would like to go into Rosemary's door. I can help with that. Yep. If I remember correctly, it was something like this, but uh, my dear brother always used to do this door, but I mean, I'm doing this in his honor. And the door opens. This room contains three things. A bed, a popcorn machine, and a television screen the size of an entire wall that is currently playing an episode of Happy Days. That figures. The popcorn machine is an oddly whimsical touch for Rosemary. I take a moment to reflect on that. Is there any way to tell where Rosemary is in the building right now? Hmm, I don't think so. We usually don't track people so much as capture them and, you know. Make them fight for blood sport. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. This, these guys seem to be really into blood. Can I drink some blood for willpower? I've never... Uh, They're really talking up its healing benefits. They really so, are yeah. talking up its its healing healing powers. Do you, I did do you, leave do you the, drink some blood? Well, I, we left the source in the hallway oh, with, with the guard. Oh, yeah. I lick, I lick Rich's face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you're going to... I knew you were going to like it, Rich. I know. Just oh, let, you were correct. Stop uh, wiggling so much and let me get some of this blood. And as he's wiggling, he moves the pillow uh, uh-huh. on the bed, and under it there is there's a picture. Yeah, I, I think I know who it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is it Marvin Glass's boy? It is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Yeah. I had some suspicions about Rosemary's motivations. Rosemary has a picture of a slender, muscular man in a black t-shirt and black tactical pants. He has tribal tattoo sleeves on both arms going down his hands and fingertips. This guy seems cool. There's a sharpied heart around this man's face, which is stoic, almost blank. And she has written Rosemary Glass all over it. Rosemary. (sighs) 
Uh, if if we all get out of this, I do hope you find the love you seek someday, Rosemary. I'm going to give you 10 luck for calling that. Oh, thank you. That puts me to uh, 55. And like we talked about um, how we haven't recorded since September. I've been thinking about that. For, I'm like <laughs> the next, like, I'm like, oh, shit, I think I know why she sent us for the gun. In the background, as soon as you uh, get that luck, you hear Fonzie go, hey. Thank you. Thank you, Fonz. <laughs> Seemed right at the exact right time. Exactly, <laughs> Rich. Have you have you uh, have you watched Barry on HBO with Henry Winkler? Mm, I can't say I watch TV very it's, often. It's excellent. You should check it out. He does a great job as Gene Cousinow, the, the head of the head of the acting theater. John Lee Pettymore, the fourth, endorses <laughs> Barry on HBO. Go check it out. Timely references. Exactly. The season's on right now, y'all. Actually, it won't be by the time this goes there. <laughs> Always behind. Always. All right. I want to go into Kevin's room now. Did y'all hire Kevin? Do you know much about Kevin? Rich, I think uh, I think Kevin would have been around for as long as you've been there. He's always been Marvin Glass's number two security. Okay. He's Marvin Glass's number two security, not head of security for the building. I guess both. Yeah. He's like his, his right-hand man, basically. Okay. Oh, I've known Kevin for quite a while. He was always Marvin's number two. Interesting. You didn't happen to have any involvement in, say, making people like Rosemary unkillable in any way? Or, well, I guess it was Keith's brother who might have raised all those mutant children. Anyway, did you make Rosemary immortal, or do you know that she might be? I can't say we had any part in that. We mostly stuck to the the doors and whatnot. Hmm... Uh, when you go into Kevin's room, <laughs> uh, you guys leave and go into Kevin's room. It is the epitome of minimalism. There is a full-size bed neatly made in the corner. There's a chest of drawers against the wall. And the only other thing in the room is a desk with a chair. I'm <laughs> not in great shape. No, you're not. You're, you're just like stumbling around. <laughs> What's in here? You've got blood like it's just smearing like. also you're still in your underwear from the fighting that took place you got like you were in the un- your underwear in the cages you're welcome listeners <laughs> and then you uh you know you were in the cage with uh, keith and then you fell out and you've been fighting and there's got, blood everywhere the goo of the guy that i landed on probably oh just all over my toenails you. yeah uh so you're slip sliding around all over this place <laughs> and uh when you check the desk um you grab onto it and you do notice that there is a uh, different texture underneath the desk than there is on top of it. I'd like to feel around under the desk. Uh, when you feel around, uh, the, the texture is, um, it seems like someone's carved into the bottom of the desk. Rich, mm. get under there. Tell me what this desk says. That's what I love doing is getting under things. And as you get under it, you see that the phrase, not Kevin has been carved into the bottom of the desk over and over and over and on top of itself repeatedly. Not Kevin. Not Kevin. Not That's weird. <laughs> you sure that's what it says? Check again. I'm looking at it. It's very unsettling. <laughs> Rich, go All ahead right. and roll sanity for me. <laughs> <laughs> I always fail. <laughs> Uh, do you want to look at anything else in this room? Um, yeah, I want to look under the bed. I'd like to pop into the bed. Rich, look under the bed. As you <laughs> wish. That's why you're here, Rich. 
Well, you know, I'm just leaning against the wall. Bending hurts right now, so. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, my broken dick. <laughs> Rich, under the bed, uh, you find a notepad. There seems to be some kind of notepad under here. Pass that here, Richard. I slides it. On every page, it says, quote, I had the same dream again last night. She just says, I'm so sorry. He's just so beautiful. You don't have to do this. We can leave. We can run. On every page of the notepad. I've heard that. But I don't know if John Lee Pettymore's heard that or if I've heard that. John Lee Pettymore. Okay, where did he hear that? It was in your dream. Oh, right, and I recognized Kevin. Okay, um... So John Lee Pettymore recognizes the words on the page and uh, from his dream, and uh, a chill runs down his spine. Just a sickening recognition, but he does it, it shouldn't be there. As Rich gets up from crawling under the bed, he, he bonks his, his head on one of the uh, drawers, of the chest of drawers, and he's like, Ooh! <laughs> uh, and he, he sees that there's, uh, there's carving underneath these, uh, this drawer as well. Rich, Rich, what's it say? It says, Mary in the woods, over and over and over. Mary, 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 Mary in the woods. In the woods. This Kevin's a real focused guy, you know? He, yeah, he, he seems gets, to write. He gets write. on one thing. And yes, then really... I was going to say, lots of repeated phrases and such. It's interesting. It's a style, you know, it's a choice. It's, I, I wouldn't make it, but you gotta, you know, you gotta explore your own artistic avenues. Can I see what, it, like, I want to check all the drawers on this chest now and see. Every single drawer in the chest of drawers says, Mary in the Woods, carved over and over and over again. Mary, 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 Mary in, the woods. in the Woods. To the point to where, like, the wood is thin. And Kevin's an intense dude. Mm. Uh, yes, we've, I've known Kevin a while, and I would say intense is one of the few adjectives I know about him. <laughs> You're, you're handling the the death of your brother pretty well. <laughs> well he'll you, always you be went, with me. He went right back to being a little freak right away, so I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Let's let's go through these other rooms here. As you wish, sir. Let's go. Let's go into Charles's room. Mm, as you wish, sir. This room looks like it was a set used on Mad Men. Everything is beautiful, but it smells like someone spilled a vat of Everclear in here. There is a well-stocked bar, and the closet is full of different uniforms and disguises. There is a computer, and there are a shitload of tabs open. They are all about the town of contention, different businesses, and maps to Hotel Motel, John Peters' house, and the Piston Pig Farm. The Pig Farm. The homeless. Damn it, what does it all mean? There's an email open as well in one of the tabs. If only I could read. (laughs) I uh, I read the email. Uh, So there's actually nothing in his inbox, but there is one email still in the drafts folder. The email details that Rosemary and I, Charles, uh, found the gun that turned Alfred mad in the possession of a young girl. A chase ensued, and she got away. He also adds that there are more strange items there in contention, and he thinks that they should try to collect them all. Interesting. So poor Tildy B had a run-in with Charles before she met us. No wonder she didn't trust us. 
Plus, fuck the police. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he knows what I'm saying. I guess that explains why she was so nervous when she saw us. <sighs> okay, um, on, on to the last room, Richard. <laughs> Richie, Dick, which one were you? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, that's why I just asked. <clears throat> the last room is Francis, and this room is a fucking disaster. Clothes have been tossed onto every surface, the bed, the floor, the armoire, everywhere. The walls are made out of whiteboard that is filled with equations. There is a single drawing of a sphere, one inch in diameter. This person seems smart. I bet they're not related to Keith. <laughs> do you know anything about these equations? I can't say that I do. I've never been much of a math man myself. I'd like to do an intelligence roll and see if I can decipher what any of this is about. Okay. I mean, I didn't typically apply myself in school, but I did have a head for figures, and I was an AP calculus. Mrs. <laughs> Last name <laughs> really inspired me. Uh, you know, I was a pretty rough. You know what? You don't care about this, but I'm always interested to hear a good story. All right. Well, picture this. <laughs> we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. I did. Yeah, that's unfortunately why Mrs. Last Name got fired. <laughs> All right. I'm rolling. Oh, an intelligence roll to see if I can At figure a out negative twenty. The negative twenty. <laughs> 32, I passed. My intelligence is 75, so I'm rolling on a 55. These equations are built to perform some sort of mathematics that do not exist in this world. She is coming up with solutions that do not make sense with the math that you know to be absolutely true. Go ahead and roll sanity for me. Three, I passed. Fuck. <laughs> no, honestly, like, I kind of, I don't know. So this makes sense to you. You are looking at math that doesn't make sense, and you are starting to realize with everything that you've seen in this world that the math that you grew up with is not the math that actually exists in this reality. Richard, this, hold on. <laughs> okay, I'd like to do a, a search roll of this room. Okay. Five. Oh, shit. These dice are all over the place. <laughs> that means they're working. So what when did you, you do to my dice, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> when you are uh, looking through the room, you start moving some of the clothes out of the way, and underneath a shirt or something, there's a picture. There's a picture of Francis with a man and a woman who are older than her. It looks like a family picture, like it's her parents, and her father, the Duke, has his eyes crossed out with X's from a Sharpie. Teen angst. We've all been there. <laughs> we have. Until Mrs. Last Name got a hold of me. Really turned me around. <laughs> More ways than one. Hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this, this room of this precocious uh, teen mind seems to have revealed all it can to me. Let's keep moving, Richard. <laughs> yes. You've now gone into all four rooms in this quadrant. The only door is back into the hallway. All right, Richard. Follow me. Peek your head out there. Make sure the coast is clear. When you peek your head out, you see there are four men dragging this limp body behind them. And each of them are wearing full brown jumpsuits. And they have a large scythe strapped to their backs and the blade of each scythe is shaped like an enormous fish hook. How bloody is it? None of the fish hooks have any blood on them. Mm, disappointed. 
You might want to take a look at this, friend. I, I, I peek my head out. When you peek your head out, you notice that the body that they are dragging behind them is the body of Keith Vigna, and they walk into the elevator, and the elevator door closes behind them. Where all does the elevator go? Anywhere your heart desires. Hmm. Like, really, though? Could I just think about a person I want to see in this building? I meant within the building's bounds. Okay. Um... <laughs> Do you think we could find Rosemary? Mayhaps. Where would she be? Where's Where's like security control? I believe I could take you there. It's across the hall. Let's go. Uh, when you guys go across the hall, there's also a touchscreen. Yeah, Scooby Doo shot of <laughs> you guys running across the hall to the other door that looks the exact same, using the same. Uh, what are those called in cartoons? Frames of animation. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like on a loop of us walking. And <laughs> and you guys uh, do the same thing where you like hack into the keypad and the door opens. And inside this door, you walk into a small empty foyer that leads to two doors, one on your left and one on your right. Neither one has a label. Oh, good. I, I don't. I think labels are generally harmful. Me as well, friend. Where you guys have so much in common. All right. Let's not. I don't... <laughs> I'm becoming quick friends with you. Rich, no, that's not what's happening. You know, you took my brother. You could fill in a little bit here for Oh, yeah, sorry. When you guys uh, walked out into the hallway... Uh, they saw you in. No, Richard... <laughs> and, they and they killed both of you. No. Richard, Richard's body was still, you know, just limp on the floor. Just figured I'd remind you of what mm, you've done. Thank you for making me relive these delicious and horrible memories. Uh, do you want to go in the left door or the right door? Uh, left door. You walk into a room that is long and narrow. Each wall is made entirely of deep, tall file cabinets. Above you is only fluorescent lighting. On the far end of the room is a table. It looks like a desk, but is four feet off the ground and has no accompanying chair. There's a file open on the standing desk or super wide podium or whatever. I go to read it. It's a file that says John Lee Pettymore IV on it. It shows you as a cocaine supplier, number one, and a contention police officer, number two. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about the Pettymore family. Uh, different troubles that cousins and uncles and aunts and have all gotten into. And then there's a manila envelope. When you open the manila envelope, it's adoption papers from Cole's Orphanage, new school under modern etiquette. And the name of the adopted child is John Lee Pettymore IV. What? Uh, I pour over the paper. Does it show my, my birth parents or anything? It has your adopted parents' name. It doesn't have your birth parents' name. So that that's that's pretty stunning. How old was Kevin? He was probably mid-50s, mid-60s. That's, that's my daddy. I want to take a look at, see if I can find a file for Kevin. Uh, actually, uh, right underneath the file for John Lee Pennymore, <laughs> <laughs> there's a file labeled K-Cell. Three members of an unknown organization who go by Kyle, Karen, and Kevin. Kyle is listed as unknown. There's a blurry picture attached of a man. The picture is from a security camera. Karen is listed as Ann Love. There's a mugshot of a woman smiling a cold, vacant smile behind asymmetrical bangs covering one of her eyes. Kevin 
is listed as unknown. There's a picture attached. He's missing the surgical scars and is so much younger and happier than Kevin, the man you saw earlier, who is now only a hollow shell of the man in this picture, the man you immediately recognize as your father, John Lee Pettymore III. Okay, so Copperhead Road starts playing by Steve Earle, uh, and John Lee Pettymore gets, uh, he's hes stunned, and he's, he's kind of, the, the, the paper is shaken in his hands. And he's like, Daddy, Daddy, you ain't dead. The G-Men didn't kill you. You're alive, Daddy. Also in this file, there is a miniature tape player with a cassette loaded into it. I, I, I nervously press play. The cassette begins playing, and you hear that whirring of an old recording. And you hear a voice that you just recently met, and you recognize as Marvin Glass. I do not typically reward my adversaries with the honor of joining my family, but if either of you are willing to give up any information on your associate who stole my property, I would be willing to let you live. Fuck you, you goddamn monster. You and your kind can eat my ass. No, 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 please. How are you doing this? Kyle, I swear I'm not doing this. He's controlling my- Bang! The sound of a gun firing is followed by silence. What are you? Tell me how this little ball works, and I'll tell you what I am. The recording ends. Little ball. God damn. I guess this mystery's a lot older than December 3rd. Hey, Rich, did you hear any of that? Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. I, sorry, man. I just heard like some like some life shit. Like my daddy, who I found out is my adopted daddy, who I thought had died and abandoned me. He's he's alive. He's Kevin. Oh, interesting. I, were you around? What, did you work for Mr. Glass at this time period? Did you know anything? No, I can't say I was around whenever this was. I mean, like, is this, does it seem, is it like A through Z or whatever? It's not. It's, it's not. all over the place. Do you want to go ahead and roll a search for me, though? Yeah. I've got one thing for you if you roll. Sorry, it's, an, it's a zero and a two. Fuck yeah. You quickly just rifling through, trying to find anything interesting. There's a bunch of files that are itemized by like number and letter coding stuff that doesn't make any sense but there's one that's just called satan i'd like to i'd like to read this file yeah. called satan yeah there's one thing in it it's just a picture and it's of a woman with shoulder length curly hair and a mouth that not only takes up half of her face but it's showing an amount of unbridled pleasure you can barely comprehend and you feel like it might be important later. <laughs> this is a deeply unsettling photograph. 
It is. And uh, I would like you to roll sanity. 31 fail. All right. Lose one sanity. 22? Yes. I'd like you to roll an alertness check for me, John. The same age as Taylor Swift. I see he has a song called 22. <laughs> <laughs> 34 on a 60. Fuck, I just missed it. Wait. No, no, I passed. No, you passed. it's a 40. Yeah. You passed. Hell yeah. You hear the elevator door ding. Uh, I grab uh, Richard, Rich. Mm, whichever you prefer. Dickie. And uh, throw him behind the table with me. And I'm like, get down. Hide. Okay. As you hide, you hear footsteps. And then you hear the door to the foyer that you're in open and then you hear someone right on the other side of the door of this room that you are now in and the door opens and Kevin is standing there dressed in all black average build six feet tall light brown hair mustache with a dead stare and scars on his forehead and neck the scars look medical in nature and he is all gussied up with an assault rifle, a shotgun, a pistol. He's wearing body armor. Body armor that you recognize. Is it the, we came in with the, our body armor? Yep. And he's holding the assault rifle that you specifically chose to bring to the city with you. <laughs> Nature versus nursery right there. You know what I'm saying? Woo! And he starts shooting. And he fires just this assault rifle. Uh, we're behind a big, solid, four-foot-wide yep. thing, right? Yep. I just motion to Rich, like, don't make a fucking move. And I'm just hoping he's just firing blindly. I don't want to make a move right now. So he keeps firing and firing. Clip empties. You hear it hit the ground. He loads in another clip. And he starts firing again. Whew. And uh, as he's firing, you start feeling this uh, this podium chip away. A few bullets actually whiz through near your heads, right in between the two of you. Okay. I want to wait until I hear him go through another clip. And as soon as I hear him reloading, I'm going to kick Richard out into the open. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> A clip hits the ground. I kick Richard rolling out and like behind the podium. I'm in like the fetal position, so I literally roly poly out into view. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just hoping maybe he just recognizes one of the guests and will John, you turn to your right and you see the body of Rich Nichols turn into cheese, basically. It's shredded through with lead flying all the way through it. I would say roughly 18 shots go through the body of Rich Nichols and he is flopping about on the ground. He shits his pants. He starts throwing up everywhere and gurgling blood. And as he's gurgling blood... You are my new best friend. Dammit, live! Earn this! Um, Alright, so while he's uh, focused on just lighting up Rich, I want to roll around the other end and uh, take some shots with the noisy cricket. Roll firearms. 25. What's your firearms? My firearms is uh, 60. That would make it a 40, so I'm good. Roll 2d10 for damage. Oh, fuck. 
Oh, fuck, indeed. That's a noisy cricket, my dude. Add up the numbers. Yes, please. Uh, 17. <laughs> or wait, no. Oh. Yeah, no, because yeah. a 10 is a 10, right? A and zero, zero is a zero. 10. Oh, a zero is a 10. So uh, eight. Wait, what? I rolled a 10. Oh, yeah, that's a one. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, or a 71. <laughs> uh, 710 points of damage. Eight damage. So you fire at Kevin, and he takes it in the shoulder, and part of his shoulder rips away, and underneath it, you see some sort of it's not bone it's some sort of shiny material underneath his shoulder and he stands firm and begins firing at you as you are firing at him i take my shots they turn my daddy into a goddamn mechanical man and as you say that he turns the assault rifle onto you and begins firing Landing 11 points of damage. Uh, that takes me down to one <sighs> hit point. At one hit point, the body of John Lee Pettymore hits the ground. I need you to roll a constitution check to stay conscious. Uh, 32 on a 50. So does Khan go down with willpower? Yes. Okay, so I fail. You fail. The world turns a sort of sickly black for you. The camera pans out and sees Kevin walk over to the body of John Lee Pettymore. There is no remembering in his eyes. And he fires his assault rifle into your chest for a full clip. And the body of John Lee Pettymore (laughs) is just gyrating on the ground. Blood is spattering everywhere. And Kevin is standing above you with a cold dead face with no remorse and no understanding of what he was doing that still seems like I couldn't come back (laughs) you said you're gonna spin the luck yeah the world is dark but you still feel very much alive you actually feel something very specific you're moving like Gogurt busting out of a plastic tube by pressure alone. Uh. You feel yourself squeezed out of a dark, constricting space onto the cold, hard floor and rolling. Then your limbs extend from your form and slam into the file cabinet walls on either side of you. It gives you the leverage you need to fling your silver round frame at your target. And as you land, one of your appendages slices into the soft tissue on the back of your dad's neck. Another snaps his head forward and you feel the fracture as a third reaches in, gripping the top of the spine where it meets the head or the C1 vertebrae, and you rip the entire spinal cord out of his body in one swift motion, promptly forcing yourself into the now vacant spinal column of John Lee Pettymore the third. Cool. <laughs>